when you're a kid growing up and you're like, man, I can't wait to get out. Man, I'm going to get home, watch the football game. And then all of a sudden, Sister Bragg starts speaking in tongues. You're like, oh, here we go. Ain't no way. <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> now we got to wait for the interpretation. That could be another two and a half hours. And then you end up just going to stop McDonald's and you're right back there. And you're like, oh. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. How are you doing, Gary Lavox? Man, we are doing great. We're doing great. I love the mounts behind you on the wall there. Tell me those stories. Oh, thank yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big hunter, so we there's some of the Yeah, you got several of them hanging around there. Where's the sheep? Where's the sheep at? Uh there there's no sheep. There's a caribou. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I I can't I can't stand where sheep live. I'm not going there. Yeah, there's no way I can do it. There you go. We're talking with Gary Lavox. Uh, you may know him mostly from the country band Rascal Flats. Hey, Gary, what would what would be the most difficult thing for a lead vocalist in a band? What What is the most difficult thing for a lead vocalist in a band that maybe no other band member really totally understands? You know, I, I think, you know, just there's a lot of, you know, you might, band guys can make, you know, if they make a mistake on the guitar or something like that, nobody notices. Well, if I sing the wrong words or, you know, like if I'm if I'm in St. Louis and I say, what's going on, Oklahoma? Well, there's no way getting around that, you know. So I, I guess it would just be literally the pressure of having to be as perfect as you can be at all times. Because most eyes are on you and everybody's looking at everything that you say, everything that you, you do. And, you know, so that's a lot of things that I, I think, you know, being the the front man of a band gets more of than than the other guys you know and i guess when you're a solo artist like you are now there's uh the buck stops with you definitely yeah for sure for sure and uh but man it's it's exciting and i'm so thankful for you know having the time to finally finally put out you know this this christian ep and i've wanted to do it forever i just never had the time we're you know on tour for two decades and you know trying to you know we're we're touring and cutting records to meet the deadlines for our country project you know so it's just crazy and you know unfortunately COVID happened but you know i think it put a lot of life and back into perspective for people and you know they got to reflect on what's truly important in life and you know and that's 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 god and and family and um you know it really made you realize like wow man i spent so much time on didn't even matter that stuff's so small it makes nothing it, you know it's almost like you wish you could spend more time watching buckeye football or, or something like that right you daggone right absolutely <laughs> there ain't nothing like buckeye i'll squeeze that in at all times <laughs> ohio state alumni here and were you born and bred there in ohio born and bred right there and, and I, anybody born in the state of ohio literally you they the the hospitals give you a Buckeye blanket and a onesie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I love it. Ate up with it, and you know, just it's it's part of uh, it's part of being a book being being in Ohio. You're a Buckeye from, yeah. from birth. Oh yeah, favorite favorite Ohio State coach of all time. Oh man, that's tough. Uh, you know, you got to love Woody for what Woody did, but I I, I love Coach Tressel, and uh. You know, him and I, we just talked last week, actually, and, and Urban and I are great friends. So I, I, I'm going to go Woody Tressel, <laughs> Urban. There you go. There you go. 
Uh, Gary, how old were you the first time you sang in public? First time I said I was probably thirteen or fourteen. Really? Okay. Yeah. Do you remember it? Uh, where was it? It was actually in school, and we did. Uh, I had to do. We did like a fifties thing, and uh, and and yeah. So I and I had I forget what song. Oh, I sang Duke of Earl. That's what I did. <laughs> good song all right so 22 years of marriage to the same woman uh tell us how did how in the world does tara find the strength to keep you around all this time and and what Jesus. do you have to remind yourself daily about marriage to her yeah you know uh, god has to be the center of it you know god has to be the center of your marriage it's just not going to work so uh you know she's the most patient she's truly the anchor in our lives and and uh you know it's it's tough being married to one of us musicians you know and and being gone and being you know just everything that that comes with it and you know uh i just we just rely on each other and our faith you know there's nothing more important than that and um you know it's just uh she she's a godsend and you know it's always yeah, you because know, I'm the most impatient person on the earth, on planet Earth. You know, so <laughs> it takes. There's a lot of give and take, and overlooking. You know, our character flaws, and you know, and it, just a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer uh, that w- together, her and I. You know, and uh, so it's just making sure that our your marriage and your family is first at all times. It did you is. did you cry in your mar- in your wedding? Yeah. Did you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did she did. cry was, in the wedding? I was crying because you'll love it. I was crying because not only was I happy, but we had no money at all. So we snuck into this park on this little bridge and there were people coming and we thought that were coming to bust us before we got to the <laughs> I do part to tell us to get out. So I was just like, Oh hurry up. <laughs> Please. Speed it up, Pastor. Come. Speed it up. Yeah. So yeah, true story. Yeah, that's we got married at some park. We were like, all right, hurry up, let's go. There's the bridge. Ready? Go. <laughs> was go. it was it love at first sight? I mean, is that really possible? It truly was. It truly was. I met her at a show, and I knew that I met my. I actually called my mom when Tara was walking away, and I was like, Mom, remember I used to ask? You know, that I was like, Well, I know, because I just moved to town. I wasn't thinking about anything but trying to get a record deal, you know. And I was just like, Wow, really? Hey, I don't got an apartment with no furniture and no food how's that sound want to spend the rest of your life with me sound good great and the, on all the years later still there you think she's regretted it any oh i'm sure a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of times <laughs> So you are hashtag girl dad to two daughters uh with Tara what's the best and what's the toughest thing about being the father of Brittany in Brooklyn you know i think the toughest thing is guys are just nothing like girls you know what i mean so the toughest thing is learning how to i guess listen to all the drama to be be able to try to give an answer that makes sense when you're in the middle of you know it's you know this day and age too it's like well did you call her no i didn't call her and you know why i didn't call her because i texted her and she left me on red we're done (laughs) yeah you know i'm like well just call it makes so much sense just go well just call her don't just cut her out of your life because she left you on red. It's like, nope, that's it. We're done. Yeah, I will never talk to Susie again. We're over. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know how to deal with that, but 
Oh yeah. You know, yeah. that, that's the toughest stuff is just cause we, you know, we do it differently. And, th- and the greatest thing is just, you know, just teaching them life and, and, you know, listening to them laugh and watching them grow and, you know, teaching them how to drive and teaching just, just being able to be, you know, whenever I hear them go, daddy, Oh, there's nothing like it in the world. You know, that's just yeah. the greatest gift on planet earth. So who's the better driver instructor, you or Tara? Oh, I am. Yeah. Tara has not an ounce of patience. Yeah. She'll tell you that too. Oh man. Alive. Yeah. So have you worked up your vetting process? How tough is it? Your vetting process for, uh, guys that are going to come and start dating your daughters. You know, uh, the vetting process is, you know, they're, they're going to have to love the Lord more than they love my daughters. That's going to be the first and foremost. So I can't have any knuckleheads in there thinking it's <laughs> life's about them. So, uh, and, and I think I won't have any issues vetting them out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'll vet them right on out the house. And you need to do it right there in that room that you're recording this on with me because of all the, the trophies up on the walls around you there, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll just say, Hey bud, just want you to know, none of these passed out. <laughs> They're not up there cause they were in bad health. They didn't eat bad, <laughs> bad rubbish in the yard or anything no, like that. No, so. they didn't. No, Clover that, didn't do that to them. That would be a good country song, you know, cleaning out your shotgun or something like that while talking. Oh, yeah. Guy. You know, it'd be good. Oh, yeah. Speaking of country music, how in the world, or maybe better questions, why in the world did you get into country music, you think? Because um, I know you grew up in the church, you love the Lord and all that. And, and what was the greatest accomplishment, maybe, riding on top of that world? You know, I... I don't know. There's so many, but you know, in our, in our house, I, I mean, you know, church and country music go hand in hand, just like, you know, it's just, that was our foundation. That's how we grew up. You know, we, we grew up Pentecostal and, you know, and it was, it was bluegrass and, and gospel and, and, and country music. That was our foundation. And, you know, I loved it. Everybody played an instrument, you know, and, uh, I just, what, what we sang, we'd go from, you know, just like a tree that's planted by the water, I shall not be moved. But, well, I could be holding you tonight. You know, go right <laughs> from that to sit here and drink. It's like, is this confusing? <laughs> you know, but that was just how we grew up. And in country music, I just, I absolutely, I, I just, uh, uh, I mean, I, I love it. It's just, uh, you know, I love the stories. I love, you know, being able to tell you know, cause we've all lived a part. I mean, we've all lived a part of a country song at some point. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's so. true. So 20 years in Rascal Flats and yet you've always had a connection to Christian music. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are some of those connections that you've had? Oh, just, you know, I, I th- you know, like when I first moved to town and you know, I drove straight from Columbus to sing back up on the Michael English record, you know, and then just, kind of in that but i was always in that world by my by myself not on a thing but in my room i mean i i I think the greatest singers on the planet come from the from the gospel world from the christian world you know i think they've got the greatest singers on the planet i've always been mesmerized by that so uh you know my love for for gospel music and my my love for god you know is is i've always been outspoken about my faith and there's no way that anything in life happens without it passing through you know god's hands and you know i'm just so grateful for his his grace and his mercy and his calling on my life because we've all got such an amazing he's got such an amazing purpose and plan for us you know and uh just it's hard to believe that he had all this plan for me you know it makes you scratch your head but uh you know i've just always been just mesmerized by uh you know 
great singers and the 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 the, the things that he's had. I mean, Rascal Flatts. We never could have dreamed this big ever. You know, the things that have happened in our career. I mean, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Not two cousins from Columbus and an old boy from Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, I think we're. 30 million records and the most awarded all that accolades stuff. I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing. It truly blows my mind I, every day after all these years, I'm still like, you know, August 25th, you know, the ACM awards, I mean, we were, we're winning the, the icon award. Wow. But, like I'm not, a, I don't even know what I, I can't even spell icon. I don't even know what that is. You know, you mentioned your cousin, uh, informal Rascal Flats band member Jay Demarcus, also, and he started his own Christian record label, Red Street Records. So, and he's also, I think, dabbling in NASCAR too. He wouldn't sign you to his label. What's up with that? Oh no, <laughs> no. We, I, I think, yeah. I, it's one thing to work with Jay, but I'm not working for Jay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too much time yeah, spent we together, just, huh? Yeah, he, you know, he was just kind of putting the, the Red Street thing together, whatever. And, um, you know, he'd already had that going before, you know, the whole COVID thing hit. And because, you know, we were planning our farewell tour before COVID. So, you know, he had already had Red Street going. And I was, when I did it, you know, I, I was on Big Machine. So, you know, uh, Capital, you know, Christian is running. It just, everything just works out, man. God can, can just keep blowing my mind. I, I love it. So Love my it. my favorite we'll we'll talk about the new album here and the new song here in a second but my favorite Rascal Flat song by of all time Mayberry. Uh, oh yeah. What would be your favorite part about living in a Mayberry type of society? You know what I kind of do actually out here at my ranch man we it, it's we're out here and uh but you know the favorite part about it is that where everybody knows everybody. Mhm. You know, and it's like, you know, the big thing, it's like 530 and you go, well, I guess we go sit on the porch, buddy. You coming? <laughs> you know, it's that it's simple. You know, it's it's simple. You're not stuck on phones. You know, you're not stuck watching all the horrible stuff going on in the world on the news. And, you know, it's you know, you're out there, you know, picking stuff out of the garden. And, you know, I love that that kind of made just the simplicity of that lifestyle is it's peace it brings peace is what it does and some good old lemonade too had to have come from chick-fil-a i guess but uh oh yeah <laughs> hey what's what's the best advice that you would give people who use their voice a lot best tips on yeah. vocal health if you will you know i think the best tips on vocal health is rest a lot rest a lot and you they don't make enough water for you to drink wow. so you know but there's that's the, probably the best remedy is you know Sleep a lot if you're working, you know, make sure you're getting plenty of rest and staying hydrated. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we're going to play your very first exclusive Christian label song from the Capitol label. It's called The Distance. Set it up for us. Yeah. So this is the first song that I wrote for the project. Uh, the song's called The Distance. And it's, you know, it was a song that we just wanted to put out, wanted to get out there because it was, you know, the last year and a half has been so trying and we just, wanted to musically just to keep people encouraged to go, look, you're going to make it. Don't ever give up. Uh, you'll be able to get through it. No matter what life throws at you with God, you can go the distance. Well, you've always kind of wore your faith on your sleeve. Every time I've ever saw you in, in concert or any kind of appearances, there was no doubt that you were uh, a believer there. Um, but you're also a big hunter too, that we can tell. We've talked about that. What's the biggest one that got away? 
Oh, uh, there was one in Iowa, uh, a, a whitetail anyway, one in Iowa, and I had already, I had already uh, got a, got a buck the night before. So I stayed up after to to film try to film my doe tag. Well, there was a, you know, a two hundred inch deer is gigantic, right? So I'm out there with a doe tag, and the biggest deer I've ever seen is 20 yards in front of, I'm on the ground. He's 20 yards in front of me for 45 minutes and he ended up scoring two fifteen and three eights. And I, you know, I couldn't even get a shot. So, uh, just because I had already, I didn't have a tag. So yeah, 215 and three eights inches is the biggest deer that's oh my goodness. ever gotten away. What, what's your favorite hunting experience of all time where you were successful? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I've, I've had so many, I've had so many, you know, every time you go in the woods, you learn something new and something different, but, uh, you know, I, it's hard to put it on one. I mean, every hunt leaves a mark for life. I mean, I could tell you every deer, what state, what time, you know, cause it just leaves that kind of impact, you know? Oh yeah. Have you ever just walked out your back porch and there was one? Oh yeah. I would say we saw one just a little while ago. Any, there, yeah. any that you've harvested? Not off the porch. Yeah. Not off the porch you know it's it's now i would i would you know uh i'm not saying i wouldn't but i haven't yet gotcha is there any game that's on your bucket list to hunt yeah i i, I still want to i still want to get an elk and i'm I'm going i only i go september 9th through the 16th this year and uh but i you know i've, I've harvested a you know red stag and caribou and but elk is definitely on the list and hopefully we'll get that done this year there you go. What's your favorite recipe using wild game? Oh, I, it depends on what what I'm cooking, but um, you know, whitetail, you know, backstrap is head a lot of time like turkey, like wild turkey. We do that, just cut it up and put some put some slap your mama on it, and uh, <laughs> you know, put some slap your mama on it and uh, a little salt and pepper and flash fry it. Ready to go. If you're not sure what slap your mama is, go ahead and Google it right now. It's good stuff. It's good. You're not no no mother's oh. being harmed. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's it's almost like Lowry's, but with a little more of a kick. Okay, all right. Have you had Meat Church before? Have you tried that that brand? It's called no. Meat Church. Google it when we get done here. Meat Church, okay. and uh, they've got different 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 heat levels and things like that. Of uh, uh, they've got one called uh, Gospel Rub and a couple of others. Good stuff. Good stuff. Meat Church. Meat Church. Yeah, Meat I Church spices that. and things. So, growing up in a Pentecostal church, Gary Lavox, do you remember ever being in a service? Maybe when you were younger, where you thought, "Uh oh, here we go," and uh, maybe worried about your safety a little bit. Uh, yeah, about every Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, and you know what the thing is too. Like when you're a kid growing up, and you're like, "Man, I I can't wait to get out." Man, I'm gonna get home, watch the football game, and all of a sudden, Sister Bragg starts speaking in tongues. You're like, "Oh, here we go. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way. We were so close." <laughs> yeah. Now we gotta wait for the interpretation. That could be another two and a half hours, and then you end up just going to stop McDonald's, and you're right back there again. Like, oh. <laughs> All right, so we talked about hunting. Uh, we didn't talk much about fishing. Did, are you as much of a fisherman as you are a hunter? Yeah, yeah. I I I love I love them both. But you know, if, if I had to pick, you know, I'm a, I'm a big bow hunter, so that's what I do. But I love to fish, and, and my daughters and I we fish a bunch. Um, but yeah, I uh, I love it all. 
anything to do with the outdoors but i'm a big fisherman too now do you, do your girls and tara do they do they enjoy that as well or is that just dad's thing yep yep yeah oh yeah my my girls have been shooting bows since they could pull one strong enough to pull one back and uh my daughter brooklyn is a true true she loves the outdoors she loves everything about it i mean she's really really i mean she could tell you know wind directions but daddy the pressure tomorrow is going to be it's going to be high pressure day that you know, the wind's going to be north northeast. We should go to the, yeah. She's she's locked in. Do you have a favorite outdoor memory with your family? I know you love you know, being in the outdoors. Yeah, you know, I've just I've, I've got a, a ton, but uh, you know, I I think whenever they you know my girls have harvested their first thing or you know harvested their first deer, that was something you never forget. You know, and uh, and and Brittany and Oakland have both done it every time. But you know, Tara's like. She loves it, but she's not going to pull the trigger. She's not going to do anything. Like they'll come into the field and she'll go, "Oh, look at him! Already looks cold." I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah, we're not harvesting that one." So <laughs> she will. I don't know why I, I think promise, that's I so funny. <laughs> and we went, we went for this specific deer because there was a management deer that needed to be taken out. Uh-huh. He comes. I'm like, "All right, babe." I said, oh, "Here he comes." Oh, let me fit. And he was like, "Oh my lord." <laughs> Look at him, how cold he looked. I was like, okay, I guess we're out. He's not going to let you walk in and put a blanket on him, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, but she would. She would have. So there's a lot of accomplishments, I'm sure, that you have, those really, really super proud moments as uh, as the top of the country music world in uh, Rascal Flats and now with the new, the new Christian EP coming out and things. But if you're like me, a dad, I would almost guarantee you there's probably some dad or family moments that would far outshine even the highest of those other uh, fond memories. Oh, I, the, the day of their birth. I mean, if you don't believe in God before that <laughs> or after that, something's really wrong because that's, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, you know, as dads, I mean, our, our lives completely changed. And I think the way that we looked at our wives, you know, the, on that day to watch how special that gift is. And it just, you take on a whole new perspective of life completely, not just for, it, it's weird because I, I always thought, you know, like as much as I love Tara, I'm like, how can I love a child? Like, I, but it's different. And then when it, we had Brittany, you know, it was like, you know, when we got pregnant with Brooklyn, I'm like, how in the world, <laughs> the face of the planet, can I love a child as much as I love this pretty kid? And you do. It's unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable. You can't watch Hallmark movies anymore. You cry at everything. <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, a, it's just like, who am I? It's like, who why, am I? why is my man card so faded all of a sudden? What happened to that? I know it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even want a hall pass anymore. I don't. <laughs> I want accountability on everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, um, coming into Christian music, I'll be 55 years old next April, and I'm I'm not going to you know, you I don't, don't even, look it. You look great, I appreciate bro. that. I'm not sure how old you are, so I don't want to make you something you're not. But when you look at a lot of the brand new Christian artists coming in there, they don't look like you and me. Is that intimidating yeah. to you in a way, or do you just wear it like a, a badge of honor? Let's go. Yeah, shame on them. They should look like me. Yeah, they need to come on. Let's go. I'll teach you how to do your hair. I'll toss it. Tease it. Yeah, whatever they need, whatever needs to happen. But you know, I, I mean, 
That's awesome. I, can I mean, can you put an age limit on singing about the Son of Man? Right. You know, can you do? Can you? Is there? Uh, I mean, th- there's not enough people planting seeds of heaven musically. So let's go. Bring them all. Bring you. them all. Let's go. That's our job. That's what God expects from us in any way, form, or fashion. On the countryside and on the Christian side, are there any artists that you just uh, you're fangirling over, or you're just a little bit awestruck over when you when you met them, or when you hope to meet them? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I know everybody in the in the country world, and I know pretty much everybody in the Christian world. But you know, I, I love, you know, I love CC Winans, and oh, I, I, you know, I, I, I fangirl, and even though we're friends, every time it's like, oh, he's <laughs> there. <laughs> I believe for it. Sing yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, you know, CeCe's just one of those ones and that's always that. And, you know, I, I, I fangirl a bunch of them, but now I'm such good friends with them. Now we, I, you know, Mercy Me and Torn Wells and Jonathan McReynolds. And, you know, I, I got to admit, though, I've, I have not met Lauren Daigle. And I, I think oh, Lauren's wow. a fantastic singer. And, um, you know, so I, I might... I might fangirl a little over Lauren, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> what about your daughters? Are they kind of like, hey, Dad, you really need to work out where we can meet this one or that one? Yeah, um, but it's usually on the pop side of stuff, you know? It's mm-hmm. usually on the pop pop side of things. I'm like, who? I don't even know what that is. What, what is that? They're like, it's clean. The music's clean. But if you could, you know, I'm like, Okay. Gotcha. All right, my last question for you, Gary Lavox. How can we pray? How can we minister to you and your family right now? You know what? I I, I just uh, you know just pray that you know uh, you know hopefully on the music side of things that the, the songs that you know God gave us for this project truly touch the hearts and and minds of the people that listen to it and. You know, hopefully it's just a it's a it's a reminder. These songs are reminders of encouragement, reminders of who has all the answers in life and the ones that we can completely trust. And, you know, just pray that, you know, musically that these songs, you know, help people to surrender and just remind them that, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And as, as a family, you know, I just everybody can just pray for protection and a hedge of protection around us and our families and our health. And, uh, you know, this life is so crazy. And uh, I mean, think about it uh, a year and a half ago, you know, one thing took out 600,000 people in the U.S., you know, that's unbelievable. So I think just the hedge of protection over all of our families and our health and, and our minds and just make sure that we continue to don't let life get in the way of our focus on heaven. Yeah. Can I pray with you real quick? Absolutely. Hey, God, I thank you so much for Gary, and I thank you, Father, for just the way that you've guided him and you've shepherded him all of these years. I thank you, Lord, that one day he's going to stand before you, and just from his country music career alone, you're going to look at him and say, well done. And God, I thank you that he always stood up for you and, and for his faith and just, Father, he may not have, have preached from the stage every night, but, God, he did. And, 
through his lifestyle, and I pray, thank you for that. God, I thank you for his family, for his wife and for his daughters and, and, uh, and other relatives. God, I just pray that you would continue to support them and protect them and, and just guide them and wrap your arms around them and help them all to be focused right on you. Lord, I thank mm-hmm. you that there is no safer place in the center of your will. And so, God, I thank you that you're leading Gary from the countryside of things into our world here in the Christian music side. And, God, I just can't wait to see how many people you are going to harvest, if you will, through his ministry and through the songs that you're giving him. God, we love you, and we just thank you so much for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.